Hey everyone, thanks for checking out the Ham and Spam Retro Review, a podcast where we like to review retro games, movies, TV shows, and everything in between. Check us out on all the social medias, including Twitter, where you can find us at Ham and Spam Games, Instagram, which is also at Ham and Spam Games, Facebook, at Ham and Spam, and even YouTube. Just search Ham and Spam Retro Review. For more content, check out our friends Nick, Brandon, and also Clint on their podcast, Talk or Go Home. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy. everybody welcome back to the ham and spam retro review uh as promised per the last episode uh hammy's here <laughs> hey uh, we uh promised that we were going to go through a couple of games we promised nothing. uh <laughs> uh did we tease that it was shoot 'em up games i can't remember i have no idea i i, I can't remember exactly what we teased but we teased something uh we're well, gonna be ranking a couple of shoot 'em up games yeah it's a little different from our usual format yeah it's it's not actually a review now and, and we'll get into it a little bit more we did play them and we're gonna we're gonna review them based on our gameplay among other things but before we get into that hammy how was your week uh rainy <laughs> yeah very very rainy unfortunately cold yeah, it turned off cool. Uh, we're recording this on Saturday before it uh, releases tomorrow, and and I hate I hate cold weather. I'm not a fan. I'm hoping that this is the last little bit of it. You know, the the old timers they usually say that uh, what do they call it? A false spring? Not blackberry winter. Okay, well then that there's that too, I guess. I need to live down on the equator, <laughs> running naked through the jungle somewhere. Dear Lord, let's hope that's not a thing. Um. Yeah, I'll we, tell you what, that would attract some tourists. <laughs> or scare them away. Uh, instead of having neighbors, you you shan't have any then. Um, it's a reverse Jurassic Park. <laughs> so this this week was, was kind of weird. Uh, it was a little rainy to begin with. And then on Wednesday, bam, we had severe weather, thunderstorms, we tornadoes. We're, we're in a, uh, what they call La, La Nina weather pattern. Okay. And apparently it's the same as it was in 2011. Those, all those bad tornadoes. Oh yeah, really bad tornadoes just basically destroyed Alabama. Yeah, they they let the kids out um, Wednesday, and everyone was very careful. And I don't blame them. I mean, I I don't either. But then you get you get you know jackweeds that want to. Oh, why do we all shut down the whole state? Nothing ever happened. I know that they're like, oh, you just cried wolf. It's like, look, we've been attacked by the wolf before. Yeah, for real, we've been burned. And we don't want that to happen again. So no, I'm I'm all for sending the kids home and taking every precaution you can because you don't know. Thankfully, thankfully we escaped. We with, didn't get anything. Now, well, well areas, the rest of the state, as far as I know, there were no deaths. No, 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 there wasn't. There was some uprooted trees, some some structural damage here and there. But uh, we want to give a quick shout out to roast beef, aka Jeremy. Um, yeah, he was right in the target of it. Right. He said that all the damage was like a block away from his house. Yeah, uh, the, those pictures, he was pretty close to it. So thankfully, 
I know earlier in the day I I, I texted him because I was thinking, oh man, it's going right for him. But so yeah, I used to live in that area uh, where I first took the job I had before this one. Okay, <laughs> and uh, that's like straight up tornado. That's like the end of Tornado Alley, right there where Jeremy's yeah. at. Well, that's where it hit uh, ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to think that was 10 years I ago. I know. I know that's, that is crazy. Oh, my goodness. Um, But it's just, it's funny how it goes because once it gets on a path, it stays on that path. It does. So, I mean, but, you know, all in all, you know, like you said, no one, no one had, uh, there's no deaths to record and just some property damage. And that yeah, kind of thankfully. stuff can be, all that can be replaced. People um, can't be replaced. Exactly. So, uh, best wishes on that part. Um, I was going to say something. I totally forgot what I was going to say. Well, it was related. I can't well, that remember. evening, we had a lot of lightning. And when we have lightning, I tend to unplug my electronics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I unplugged everything and just went to bed and woke up the next morning, plugged everything back up. And my PC wouldn't turn on. And I was... I was... Freaking out. Oh, I was absolutely freaking out. Because I didn't know what the problem was. If something had happened to the power supply, motherboard, both of them are real expensive. Thankfully... Uh, I watched a YouTube video and this guy, I can't remember his name. Yeah. We give you credit. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. This guy, this guy saved me a lot. He was talking about the CMOS battery on the motherboard, which is a watch battery. Exactly. It's the size of a nickel. It's a little watch battery. It's a CR 2032. There you go. He, he said that that will happen. If that battery goes bad, they have a life expectancy of five years. My PC is five years old. Uh trip to Walmart, $5 later, I got a new one. Put it in, everything works great. Well, if you work for a dollar a day, that's five days worth of work you got to replace. Exactly. It's whole <laughs> week. Uh, I know what I was going to say. You know, we were talking about the the jack wagons, talking about, oh, this happened and, and whatnot. I think there's one thing that, that's going to come out of the pandemic, positive or negative. They've got it they've got it now to where they can, at the, at the blink of an eye, cancel school. Yeah. And then make the kids go virtual for that next day. You know, assuming they got power and whatnot. So, like, if that was a thing that needed to happen, they could do it. Yeah. Um, that That is one positive. You're right. That's come out of this pandemic. It, it, assuming that everybody has working internet. I mean, we are in rural Alabama, but. Because, you know, and we talked about this earlier. We've moved past the point where internet is a luxury. It's now a utility. Right. I mean, you need it. Right. And it's good to have that infrastructure there. So. And as yeah. fast as you can possibly get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so when stuff like this happens, then yeah, it's like, it's no problem. You know, you can still have school just at home. Right. So that, that completely changes snow days. Yeah, it oh, really man. does. If I we'd mean, had that in 93 with the blizzard. Well, I don't know if you remember this or not. We used all of our weather days then and we had to go to school on a Saturday. We, did. we absolutely did. Cause my dad said he stayed up and watched cartoons cause we didn't have cable uh, back at that time. But I remember dad saying that he stayed up and watched Bugs Bunny and all the cartoons while we were all at school. <laughs> but if I'm not mistaken, it was one of those like bare minimum days. I think we colored or something. We were in like third or fourth grade. Oh yeah. At the time. I, I don't I've, think we I've, did anything. I've been to a lot of Saturday school sessions and they're never, you know, <laughs> that they, they don't care. I've most of the time the teacher in charge would watch like Ricky Lake or something. <laughs> Go Ricky. Go Ricky. So enough about, uh, our childhoods and you know, the dangerous weather around again, glad everybody's okay. Jeremy, glad you're okay, buddy. Uh, and, and also if I would have had your number, I wouldn't have messaged you through Twitter. <laughs> I, I messaged Jeremy through Twitter to make sure he was okay. It's on Discord. 
Well, that's true too. I didn't think about that, yeah. but I didn't think I didn't know any other way of getting a hold of him. So I just knew it was getting bad. So. By the way, we've got to have him on the show. Well, we're working towards that. We, we, we are. We're, we, we're we did some testing uh, on some stuff today that maybe you know, even if it's uh, you know via phone, that maybe we can have uh, some guests on here and there. Uh, Jeremy, which he like, I mean, he's two and a half hours. Maybe we can get him up here sometime. Play some sure, games. sure. I mean, if he comes, I think up, you would like a retro game night. Yeah, if he comes up and 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 comes home to visit. Um, it's not that far from where he's where no. he's at. It's what forty five minutes maybe. Right, but then Jeff on the other hand, Jeff's like seven eight hours away. Well, Jeff's like four states away. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's actually in the Commonwealth. So, well, that's that's also <laughs> he's in a Commonwealth, but he's four or five states away, three or four. I don't know. So, hope, hope to have him on too. We can, yeah, we're we're we hoping to have some of some of the people that, talk, that we talk, talk about a lot all of the time. Uh, yeah, talk a lot of RPGs with Jeff. Don't even get me started. So I'm that, still in the same exact. Well, I, I haven't played it in a couple of weeks now. I'm still in the exact same spot I was in Final Fantasy VII, which is basically the tutorial. But that's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Baby steps. I'm, I'm a little further than that. If you want to talk about it, we'll get into it. But right now, let's let's you know we'll get there. Back to the lecture at hand. Um, so Hammy, come up with this brilliant idea that we wanted to not review a handful of games, but we wanted to play them and kind of rank them and right. just kind of say. Of these X number of games, we want to label which one we thought was the best in this genre, the second, the third, the fourth, and so on and so forth. So we decided that we were going to do uh, shoot 'em ups, also called shmups. And Hammy has got me stuck on shmups for some reason. Well, I think it's well documented that I'm a fan of jet planes and fighter jets. Very much so. And the shoot 'em ups that we're going to do, you know, not like the Contra, but the ones where you're in like a a jet or spaceship or something like that. Right. Usually side scrolling, which is part of the, well, no, not part of shmup, but most of them are scrolling, side scrolling. Right. But. Well, and, and that was the thing too. I thought it was funny that we said, Hey, let's do a shoot em up ranking. I was like, yeah, sure. That's fine. And then I don't know if you realize that you put them all as airplanes when you told me what games we were going to do. I did. Okay. I, I wanted to keep them as close to each other as possible. Well, I mean, it makes for a fair ranking right. because, you know, if you walk through playing, Sun, uh, it's not Sunset Overdrive. What is it called? Sunset Overdrive. No, Sunset Outlaws. Is that what it is? I on SNES. Okay, okay. I'll have to double check that. Anyway, you, you know, if you take a, a shoot 'em up game that's got you know a bunch of Western cowboys, you know, shooting bad guys, and yeah. try to compare that to fighter jets, it's, it's completely different. It's hard to find the similarities you're, you're comparing right. apples to oranges there in a way we even though they are the same genre so um i'm gonna do this a little differently so when we first started doing this we were going to review five games mm -hmm. so it just so happened that you had all five mm -hmm. and last weekend we got together and we played all five that's correct so during the week you sent me a text message and said hey i found this other game that fits exactly in what we're doing here i'm gonna order it I got my stimulus money. <laughs> so $80 later, Hammy's game comes in, and we just got through playing it. And boy, howdy. And we're going to get into that one here in a little bit. But in alphabetical order, these are the six games that we are going to review. Correct. Okay. <laughs> so the first game is called Axelay or Axelay? I've heard Axelay. Okay. Most. All right. We'll call it Axelay. And that was the one that turned out to be number six i'd always wanted it but it was you know one of those higher price number games. six to be reviewed not right. number six in the ranking just let me say by the way i need to get chrono trigger too. proceed 
Uh, the next one is Earth Defense Force. Super Earth Defense Sur- Force. Super Earth Defense Force. And if anyone has a Switch and they would like to like to play this, this is on the Super NES online. It is. Um, the next one is Gradius 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I remember playing Gradius for regular Nintendo. Uh, and I really enjoyed that. They, they brought a lot of the same, same things over with it. The next one uh, is kind of a diamond in the rough. And it's we'll, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> it's it's called Phalanx or Phalanx. Phalanx. Phalanx, by the way, was a maneuver that the uh, one of the Spartans used and the Romans basically, where okay. the soldiers line up and lock their shields over each other. Sure. So it's it's like a military maneuver. Okay, that's cool. Uh, the next one is Super R Type, mm-hmm. uh, and the last one, which unbeknownst to us at the time, um, ended up being our our wrestling theme music from our SmackDown <laughs> 2 episode. Uh, and it's UN Squadron. Yes. So of of all of these games, particular actual games, I played UN Squadron the most prior to our playthrough review last weekend. So have I, and, and I'll, we'll get to that. Um, so let, I guess we'll just get right into it. Uh, the first game we talked about was Axelay. Uh, again, this was one we just got through playing. Um. Here on the review, we like to play the games together and then talk about them. And then on the back side of that, talk about our experiences. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that every time we're going to beat the game. Yeah. And this <laughs> this is absolutely one of those cases. This was, uh, how long, we spent about 40 minutes on it, would you say? Yeah. And we watched a guy beat the game in 40 minutes and we didn't beat the first level in 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we just su- we've had this conversation. I don't know if we just suck at games now, or if we're just not in practice with yeah. this. I think it's a little bit of both. No, it's not. It's 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 all just you've got to keep playing it over and over. You've got to get in a rhythm I, with this. I don't disagree, but we this one was this one was rough. This one this one upset me because it was just so stinking hard. And I actually asked you while we were playing it, what do you think the kids playing? You know, that are used to save states and rewinds and and all that kind of stuff. How would they take it? I don't know. I mean, they have difficult games too, but like as, I as almost, far as this, I, I think it's the same. It's just something you've got to play a lot. Well, I mean, people say the same thing about Contra, and that's kind of the thing with shoot 'em ups. You just kind of have to understand where the way things do, the way things maneuver, and the way things just come at you from nowhere. You kind of yeah. have to know what's coming, basically. And that's the same thing with all games. I mean, nowadays they've got the Dark Souls, the Demon Souls, the Neo 2, and stuff like that. They're high-difficulty games. It just takes it takes a level of commitment. Sure. And also time, which is the most valuable resource on planet Earth. That, absolutely. Learning that now in my 30s. Um, so, yeah, we, we never got past the first level in this one. Uh, watched a YouTube playthrough. Like Hamie said, guy beat it in 40 minutes on hard yeah <laughs> on hard um th- this game I-, I really liked it uh at least the first level of it and then what we saw on the on the playthrough on youtube um it- it's a little different the fact that it's kind of i guess well it starts off top down basically right it's top down and but you it's almost like you're in a small sphere so if you keep going left eventually you're going to come back around to really? where you yes I didn't notice that. Yeah, because so if you you can merge left and right, and if, after you go so far, you'll you'll end up back. And that's why I kept saying it kind of reminded me of a sphere because you're kind of 
on that horizon line yeah going forward but then if you hold left you it's it's like a small planet you go all the way around and end up back okay, where you so were I, I didn't notice that yeah um but it alternates it, it alternates between that and then like the second level is your side scroller right your traditional side scroller right it just alternates each one but it's kind of very interesting well it's kind of neat too because in a bad way you only get the three weapons there's no upgrades well we didn't get any upgrades you mean in level in level upgrades uh, every um, time you beat a level, you get you get a choice of better weapons, and you've got three weapons to choose from. Right. Uh, you swap them out with L and R. But what I was going to say was when you're in the top down, and there was that one weapon, that middle weapon, that would start from the back and roll all the way around and get anything in a circle, basically. Mm-hmm. It was neat to see that when it was side-scrolling, because it would yeah. start here, you know, start at the front, or start at the back, roll around the front, and come back. And it just, it was a different angle, different uh perception different percent uh, perceived angle there so yeah um that was very neat i really struggled because i kept running out of weapons or we're running out of ammo well that, yeah and, and see that's something with it is you choose these three different weapons at, at the onset of the level and you can run out of ammo for one of them uh, now if you run out for everything you still have your standard guns but right. you don't have these special weapons which, I mean, you know, the other games, especially UN Squadron, kind of had something similar. But you weren't using those special weapons as much as you are in right. uh, uh, Axelay. Right. But but at least with UN Squadron, you knew how many shots of that weapon you yeah. had. And this one, you didn't. You Yeah, you don't have any indicator of your ammo count. You don't have any uh, life now, bar that you can see. Now, I'll preface, I'll, I'll, I'll say that saying this as well. We did try to look up some cheats for this. And apparently there's only cheats for the Japanese version of this game. Correct. Um, Which one is th- hit pause and, pause and hit X. Yeah. The easiest uh, cheat ever. <laughs> I, I don't understand why that's so easy, but I don't understand why they didn't incorporate that to to our version. Um, the new Americans have no honor, and they they would use it every time. And and by gosh, we tried. Better believe we would. Um, but but the thing about that too was it just I don't know. I don't want to say that the game wasn't fun or it can't be fun. It's just it's just highly difficult. It's a challenge, and it requires a little more commitment and playing it I, you know it's one of those games that we struggle through the first level keep playing it by the time you know we're getting up to third fourth fifth levels then the first level is a joke to us yeah um next game earth defense force or edf we may call it um again this is a super nintendo game that has been ported over to the switch so if you want to play it on 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 the go like a lot of people have been that one is available it does have the rewind it does have the save states which makes it way easier. Yeah. Um, but it's still difficult because you're still trying to dodge energy balls and and enemies and all kind of things. So yeah. Well, you, you know, you start the level off. You can choose a weapon. You got what eight weapons, ten weapons to choose from. I think it's eight. Eight weapons, and uh, some of them ha- have rankings like they have like speed, power, and something else. The third one, but anyway. Uh, uh, like recall basically how long it takes to be able to use it again and you know when we first started playing i i I picked the one that had the best stats which turned out to not be the best one because some of them are homing and you can hit stuff around you all you gotta do is hold the fire button and you're shooting everything on the screen and all you gotta do is dodge the shots from everything else Uh, this game actually i played uh first years ago at jeremy's 
Jeremy had this game. Huge fan of it. I remember playing it a pretty good bit at his house. So this one I, I have a lot of experience with, and it and I always liked it a lot. Well, I picked it up for the first time when when SNES Online came out, and I really enjoyed it um, un- until it just got to the point I just wasn't good enough at it to to be you know, play it from start to finish without rewind. I tried to start without rewinding it. And I was like, man, there's just no way. <laughs> um, you were talking about the weapons, the weapons that you get, uh, you get the laser, you yeah. get atomic, which is uh, where this, it just file fires canisters that explode and turn into like just big balls uh, of fire. I don't know. Look, all you need to know is homing. That's all you need. Yeah. Homing, homing is the best one. Um, the S laser is pretty good. It kind of homes. Yeah, well, the S laser, I guess that's super laser. I'm assuming, but Maybe. it does it does the most damage. It seems like, and in the th- the cool thing about this game too is, as long as you've got, I think, at least two shield points, which is your hit points, mm-hmm. you've got the extra shots behind you as well. Yeah. So, and, and the cool thing about that is, you can position those differently. Yeah, it's like two, you can two smaller versions of your jet come off of you and shoot along the side. So you got one that spins around you as you're flying because it's just left right scrolling. Yeah. And you got them that will spin around you and shoot kind of top to bottom and it kind of broadens your your hit rate or your hit area, I guess. You got it to where it will literally stick behind you the entire time and you got it where they'll line up so to be like your weapon and then that weapon behind it and that weapon behind it so you get triple the fire. Yeah, so that uh, coupled with the eight different weapons make for a lot of replayability, actually. Yeah, it, it really does. Because you say, well, that one didn't work out so well. Let me <laughs> try a, this one. It had a great intro, too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, outside of just, I mean, it's, it's your standard shoot 'em up from the standpoint of how difficult it is. It's, it's a little easier on the front side, way tougher on the back side. Uh, it's very short. I want to say it's only got five or six levels to it. Uh, yeah, but they're good size levels. Don't get me wrong, yeah. and they're in in the difficulty. Um, yeah, you'll you'll spend a few hours trying to get used to the game. At least um, the next one here that we have on the list is Gradius. Like I said, I played this one on uh, NES uh, Gradius One anyway. Uh, a little bit's changed. You still get so you start off in a ship. You're flying through outer space. Mm-hmm. You're you're killing enemies. And if you kill all the enemies in a row or the red enemies, and this is a this is a reoccurring theme in other games, if you kill the red enemies, you end up getting uh, this little power up. Well, the good thing about this game, this is I think was the only game that did this. Once you collected the power ups, if you collected one, you got a speed up. If you collected two, you got double shot. If you collected three, I think it was missiles and so on and so forth. You got different styles of power up, so you could almost stack them, kind of like Call of Duty. You know, when you get five kills, you can get a package to come down. It's just yeah. kind of a you know a crap package, but if you can stack those up and get fifteen kills, and all of a sudden you get something really good. Yeah, uh, kind but of the kind of like adds that. an element of strategy to the game. Sure, um, but it, just some of the different things that it had. It had the the extra weapons that would fly above and below you. It had mm-hmm. the missiles that would shoot kind of at angles at the top and the bottom and they would they would basically skim the top and the bottom because there'd be enemies hanging up there um and then of course you got the speed up that makes you go faster um and and a shield as well so uh very like you said very strategic in a way where you could kind of pick what you what you really needed um again just just a difficult game you just got to know how 
yeah, all these things shoot very, at you. Very difficult. Uh, anything you want to add to Gradius? No, we'll get we'll come back to it. We'll circle back. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the next one is the uh, the surprise. Like I said, this is the diamond in the rough, and this is uh, this is phalanx. <laughs> all right, let's address the elephant in the room about phalanx. <laughs> uh, the 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 box art, the cover, and and. and Full disclosure, we're going to rank box art, and this is going to be the worst ranking for box art ever. The the box art is some dude, some old duck guy sitting in a rocking chair with a banjo with old hound dog beside him. And then, and then at the very, very tip top is a, is a jet. Yeah, it's a spaceship. Very odd. You've sent me, what, two or three articles on... Why? Yeah, why on, they on did why. it. why, yeah. And their whole notion was they wanted to stand out. You know, it's like, oh, look, you know, people are still talking about it 30 years later. No, I disagree. People are talking about it because it's a meme. You know, they're not talking about how great the game was. I wonder how many, how it affected sales where people well, didn't buy it saying, I'm not going to play it, some. Exactly. Here, here's the thing. The guy who came up with it said, you know, if I was a kid and, uh, or, or no, no, it was the guy who wrote the article said, well, when I was a kid and I walked in and I saw that. I was like, I have to play this game. No, you didn't. <laughs> Bull crap. It's, if you it's were farming the, simulator from 1991. If you were a kid in the 90s and you walk into a store to pick out a game, you're not going to pick out the one with the old dude in the banjo. You can pick out the one with the spaceships and monsters and dinosaurs on it. 100%. So, 100%. Yeah, I, th- their whole reason was because it would stand out. That showed, I think, a lack of comprehension of their target audience. Absolutely. Because, look. And, it, and know, if I'm not mistaken, little th- boys, little teenage boys, they're not going to pick banjo dude. Like that. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, funny thing, that guy, the the guy that posed for the picture, was also a Santa Claus on a Christmas album for somebody yeah. else. Uh, and sadly, he passed away three or four years ago, I believe. But if I'm not mistaken, I think, and don't hold me a hundred percent to this, but I think that the box art for the Japanese version is way different. It is okay. I think it's like it, it, much it's, cooler, you know, yeah. actual spaceship telling you kind of what you're getting. And again, and I, and I think we've talked about this before, the, the 90s, uh, look, every every generation, every decade has their own kind of culture, their own feel to it. And in the 90s, you no, know, everything was radical, you know, awesome, cowabunga. <laughs> and you're not going to sell a video game in the 90s. You'd be hard-pressed to sell a video game at any time with an old guy playing the banjo in a rocking chair. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because the one game that kind of comes to mind that has awesome cover art, but the games is kind of, eh, okay. It's Ninja Turtles 3, the right. Manhattan Project. But I wonder how how many copies they sold because of the box. Because, well, I mean, when you're in Walmart, I mean, there's not necessarily commercials for every game like there are no. now or YouTube at the you time. Don't, yeah, you don't have an internet. You don't have somebody that's reviewed the game prior to you purchasing it. So you're in Walmart, and I remember the old cases you know, it was just a big, huge case, and they had five or six games posted, and then they had everything else was turned like a book, and you just had to kind of see what, what was there. <laughs> yeah. So if you ask, hey, I want to see this Ninja Turtles game, they'll pull it out, and you see the, the gray cover with the awesome, you know, everybody's fighting each other with a Triceratops. And that Triceratops is not even in the game. That's on <laughs> that's on the Manhattan Project. But, it's not even yeah. in the game. Well, you've got brand recognition automatically with Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles fighting dinosaurs. 
I have to have that game right now. Exactly. I can't wait till Christmas, Mom. Exactly. <laughs> you fast forward because I can't remember when that game came out. But you fast forward to was what is what is Phalanx ninety one? Phalanx is like ninety one ninety one ninety two. So you fast forward three or four years later. Hey, we're going to completely change our market. We're not going to have some awesome box art where we're going to sell ten million copies of this game. We're going to put an old dude to make it stand out because people remember it for thirty years from now. I didn't know this game. I didn't know this game even existed until you brought it. The over. only reason I knew it existed is because people made fun of the box art. And I looked it up and saw what it was. I was like, oh, it's a shmup. So why do they do that? It's crazy. And to this day, people still, they, they don't remember it fondly. They make fun of it because of the box art. It's like, right. congratulations, sir, you made a meme. Anyway, it's, that. It, it's like a Razzie. You know, isn't it a Razzie yeah. for, for the for the worst actor it award is. or whatever? It, it's exactly what but, it is. You know, be that as it may. The game itself. The game itself is pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, it 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 had a lot of great qualities, and if they had just graphically marketed it better, graphically, I thought it was fantastic. Especially at first level, it did some really good stuff that we'll we'll get into later. But and again, there's a reason why why we keep going back to first level. <laughs> and this and this game actually had some had some uh um, what's the word I'm looking for? Had some uh, stuff about it that I wished other games had. Yeah, um, just had some features. That's the word. <laughs> had some features I wish the other games had. Um, moving on, the next one on the list here is Super R Type, which so, is notorious for being one of the most difficult games on Super Nintendo. Right, but see, that's the thing. We knew that going in. I mm -hmm. wasn't one hundred percent sure about Axley. Um, this was another game I I didn't get very far into. It was just super super hard. <laughs> we did not. Um. I, I believe you watched the playthrough of this for a little bit. I did. Was, was this another 40-minute playthrough? You know, somebody who's an expert at the game? Yeah. <laughs> all, all of these, which one was the one that took more than an hour or more than 40 minutes? Uh, I think it was Phoenix. Took more than more than 40? Yeah. I think, I think the, it was like the, close to an one, hour. This one took over an hour, I think. But most of them are around the 40-minute mark. That's crazy. To beat it, but, I'm nowhere near that good. But you gotta, you know, wonder how many hours are poured into that game before you can get to that point. But you want to talk about a game that we are that good at? By God, Ninja Turtles Four. Don't even, don't even go at it because we that beat that true. game in 25 minutes or less on the hardest difficulty. Absolutely. It just goes to show you, it's, it's how much you put into it is what you'll get out. Well, and I've got something on the backside of all this too that 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 relates to that as well. So. Um, nothing much about Super R Type. Uh, they had a few little power ups. They were hard to get. Um, yeah. traditional side scrolling shoot 'em up spaceship game. Um, what more can you say? Yeah. Uh, and the last one is obviously the one that you and I played the most, and I'll let you kind of tell the story of how how it came to be with with you. But this last one here is uh, UN Squadron. Uh, I remember playing this one over at your house a lot. Very cool. I mean, you're yeah. talking about a time when, obviously, you know, little boys, they love jet fighters. You're right in the midst of the the, the war over in Iraq kind of at the time. Well, this one was also the most down-to-earth. Uh, and, and, well, I, I guess the best way to say it, in terms of there were no, like, space battles. Literally, it's, it's on Earth. Everything it, else was, had space levels and, you know, spaceships. This was, you know, you get jets. You get, like, I don't know if they're real-life jets, but they were... Uh, you know, very the, close. The, to yeah. So the, it offered the upgrade in the jet. And as you got better jets, you got better weapons. Right. And for every kill you get, you know, you get some money and it allows you to purchase more items. Um, but this game actually, when my now brother-in-law was dating my sister back in the mid to late nineties, 
and he he got this game for me for my birthday, which automatically it's like, oh, this guy got me a birthday present. Marry him. <laughs> uh, he got me a game that contains jets. Well, I'd never even heard of it because, of course, back then, no internet, nothing like that. And I look at it, and in the front makes or the cover art makes me think of Top Gun a little bit, yes. And I put this game in my Super Nintendo, and I absolutely fell in love with it. Um, so yeah, great, great job, uh, Mark. Who, <laughs> You had to think of his name. <laughs> no, no, I, I was trying, you know, if I want to say his name, but yeah, great job. Uh, he went on to marry my sister. So, yeah, and it was all because of my endorsement because he got me UN Squadron. <laughs> but yeah, very down to earth, no, no space battles. No, I, and, and again, it wasn't just, hey, it's planes on planes. You know, there was a, there's a, part in there where you go against a submarine you go yeah. against a battleship there there are some different uh kinds of missions i i, I told this you had the most diversity i think in terms of content because the levels didn't run together no no because you kind of have an over map and that's that's something that was kind of missing from everything else this one had the over map you didn't necessarily have to go from mission one to mission two you kind of yeah you could pick your order pick, pick your order which which allowed you to get more money to get the better planes to right. now now like star fox 2 there was some there were some missions you know it's basically like a levator yeah. it's getting closer to your base and right. you have to address them at some point but i think there's only two or three of those and well, you can still you can you can take them out in any order you want right so there was you know kind of a pick your own path kind of way yeah and, and that, that that in itself is very unique and it also well. had three characters that you could choose to yeah, I, I I don't know 100% what the differences in the three are. I know it says it in their description, like one's just kind of balanced all the way through. But So you got a balanced character, you got a fast character, you got a powerful character. That's usually how that go, how those go. Right. I can't tell you which one's which. I'm assuming that the, the guy with the big, huge cheeks is the power guy. The bearded guy, yeah. Right. So, you know, they make the, the big people the power guys. And interesting enough, I, I didn't look this up for the other games, but there was actually an anime based on this the story because it was a it was a manga first wow okay or a manga however you pronounce it manga manga so manga there's a little bit of backstory to you in squadron all right so again we played through all of these games together we're ranking them together i've got my high points i've got my low points hammy has his um when we get into going through this hammy how how exactly do you want to go how do you how do you want to start with this um Give me something to give me something to rank first, I guess, or something that we use that kind of helped us with our ranking. Let's go with gameplay. First. All right. So, so with gameplay, you've got how smooth it is, um, how how difficult it is, how well, enjoyable it is. Yeah, and and we'll, we'll talk about it. So, what would you say was was the best gameplay? The best gameplay. Um. I would say, overall, the best gameplay would probably be Phalanx. Okay. All right. See, that was a little different than what I've got. So, I went now, through and, and did it a little differently than what you did it. Well, but. the the reason I'm giving it to Phalanx, and it's a very it's very tight with the other ones. Now, now let me also say this. I, enjoy, I love all these games. I really do. I, I like every one of them. But the the reason I'm giving the edge to Phalanx is because, you know, I mentioned earlier, it had some features that I wish the other ones had. Right. And that is when you die, 
you don't start back from the beginning. Yes. You, you die, you phase out of existence, and then your extra life is there. So it keeps the action going. You don't have to go back and replay stuff. Right. And, and I've got, um, I've got you in squadron at, at five, uh, or at five, fifth? sorry, at five as my number one in gameplay. And it's a little bit of the same reason, even though, yes, whenever you, you, you restart and it's funny cause I've actually got a restart column up here that says which one was that had the best restart feature. Yeah. And I had Phalanx as number one on that. Right. Um, but which actually did the same thing. Restart you at the front. No, actually, would you die and you automatically pop right back? Yes, up. yes, yes, yes. It did. I'm sorry, you're right. Um, but as far as gameplay goes, I've got you and Squadron at, at at my my favorite, my best one. Um, like you said, there it's it's so easy to play. Even the, and even though, and a big part of it is is the restart ability as well. So if you fail as you're getting your power ups, they, they keep going. They keep yeah. adding up, adding up, adding that, up. Yeah. With you. And one of the things that you notice is your just primary weapon, not your special weapon, but your primary weapon, the shot gets a little wider. the more of these power ups that you get and Whoa. you keep it. Yeah. Throughout. So that means each replay gets a little easier, right? So Which, you're struggling on this. Are you, part. Ready, are, are you ready for this? Because you're leveling up. That's true. Little RPG. That's true. That is true. With the levels on UN Squadron. All right. So if you give Phalanx your Phalanx your your top spot on gameplay, what's your second? Oh, that'd be UN Squadron. Okay. So and again, that that's because of the fact that even though you restart, you keep everything you've earned, so it makes it a little easier. All right. And your third? Oh, third probably uh probably Axley. Okay. All right. Because that's... of the same reason as Phalanx. That's fair. I, I I gave Earth Defense Force my number three spot on gameplay. Um, I think it's more because I had more yeah. time with it. And when, honestly, when we did this, we didn't we hadn't played Axelay, and it's really th those could flip flop. Yeah, th those kind of middle games could kind of flip flop, just like the last two. Well, they all play so similarly. It's it's hard to you know it's hold a button and dodge bullets. Right for the most part. Now Earth Defense Force does have the homing abilities but a lot of the other ones had them too right um you can also point out the un squadron had the shield thing where if you take a hit as long as you dodge the second thing else until you you'll, you'll eventually recover right but it's, if you get hit while you're blinking you die right it, it's almost like I, I reference it back to halo whenever you run out of your shield but you only get it's a one shot shield reduction. Right. You have to dodge everything to your shield. Let it build back up. up. It just right. doesn't build back up all the way. It just it still depletes over time. Right. But it's it's the opposite of an iframe. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh. So if that's your third, uh, your your fourth best one, I'm I'm thinking would be Earth Defense Force. Yes. Um. My 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 fourth one would be uh, Axel A, and then the last two. Uh, it's going to come down to R type or Gradius. Which one? Which one was your worst? Which uh, one? Which one is going to be super R type? That that's where I had it as well. I don't know if it's so much. It just had so much going against it. The one thing it had going for it was no, it didn't actually. I take that back. It just had so much going against it because this is one of those that once you died, you started back at the very first level. Uh, and and Gradius had checkpoints. Gradius did have checkpoints. Um, and, and to me, Super again, top was a one hit. I think Gradius, you could get shields. I'm not under, you could, certain. you could, but you had to get your power ups to, to get the shield. Right. So like if you started out and got shot right out the gate, you know, you're going down. 
But if you can get, I think it's five or six power ups and choose the shield, then you've got a couple of hit points before before right. you go down. So kind of there. Um we we talked a lot about the restarts. I would almost give the restarts the exact same the exact same um ranking. I did have Phalanx as as my best restart um cap uh restart feature uh and UN Squadron is second. Um Axelay were probably my my third best one and then uh Earth Defense Force, uh Gradius and R type. You're gonna see a you're gonna see a very anti R type with me. I don't know. I don't know if it's just because the game was so hard that I just didn't enjoy it and it just affected my ranking. Yeah, and, and you know that I think that's a legitimate thing is when the difficulties weigh up. And 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 look, I know that if you grew up with R type, uh, you played it a lot. Yeah, this isn't a bash of R type. No, not at all. I I, I can definitely see how uh, beloved it is, but it, it it's of these my person. It's our personal opinion. Sure. And in no way a knock of R type or anyone who thinks it's the best one. So something that that R type did score high with me on was their box art. Uh, yeah. I know that's not. I mean that that's going to sell a lot of copies. So let's, let's we just talked about it. Look, if I'm in a store and I see Super R type versus Phalanx, I'm getting Super R type. Absolutely, Phalanx was my worst. Uh, I actually had Earth Defense Force as my as my number one at this point. Uh, Axelay is going to be right there. It's probably going to be a that's close second. Uh, it's it's got a pretty good box. So I'm art. a fan of the UN Squadron box art too, because like I said, it's very Top Gun esque. See, I had it as my second worst, right next to Phalanx, just because really? it was so basic. Everything else kind of showed everything else that 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 was contained within yeah, it. There's monsters, yeah, some kind I of got action. You. And, and and see, I guess that's again goes back to my you know obsession with fighter jets right. back in the day, right? Which is probably something else I can blame on cousin Jeremy. Uh. <laughs> So, Jeremy, you shaped my taste as an adult. <laughs> so, uh, let, let's go from there. Let's go to difficulty. What Ooh. of the six, of the six, which would you say was the most difficult? Most difficult is Super R-Type. I had that as, as... Again, one hit, you're done. Absolutely. I had it as the most difficult game on this list. Um, at the time, second was Phalanx, I thought. Um but no, I put Gradius is more difficult than Phalanx. Really? Yeah. See, I had it at three, but again, that or well, three. Um, my third hardest. We actually got to the second level of Phalanx. That's very true. <laughs> well, I got I got a little further in Gradius. I mean, yeah, Gradius, we we got to the second part. Of, well, I guess the second part. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know because a lot of these had mid bosses, and it makes you think well, you're actually in another level. Yeah, and, and and we'll actually I'll actually talk about that when we get to the visual. But the uh, uh, Axelay, it it might actually take over my my number two as far as the uh, most you, difficult. You're right. I think it'd be the second most difficult. Even I mean, at, at least with Gradius and Phalanx, I got to the second level. That's true. Uh, Man, I, I didn't. Try, we didn't, we even, didn't even get to the boss on uh, we didn't, Axelay. Yeah, because we looked at the at the video. The, the first boss is like this mechanical spider kind of thing, and we never even sniffed that thing. Never. We even killed something it. we thought was the boss. Turned out it was just a Hubble telescope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's some good stuff. Uh, the easiest game I had on here was UN Squadron, and the, the the second easiest, in my opinion, was Earth Defense Force. Right, and it's uh, it's probably the most forgiving. Right. Even though if you if you do die, you start the level over. But like we said, you keep all your upgrades. But it's it's um. It's the most 
it, of, of these six, I would say if you're new to the shoot 'em up genre, then UN Squadron is the place to start in terms of difficulty. Okay. Um, splitting hairs here a little bit. I've got two different listings here. I've got one for special weapons and one for power ups. We're going to go with special weapons. Okay. Which one had the better special weapons? What was, um, the, what was the best special weapons? Uh, well, even though UN Squadron had those awesome homing lasers, mm-hmm. you or excuse me, Earth Defense Force had those homing lasers. Easy, buddy. UN Squadron. <laughs> UN's called to talking too fast. UN Squadron had a vast array of special weapons. It did, as long as you could upgrade. That's the thing. Yeah, you had to pay for them. So, so you and, had to get enough. You couldn't get it right out the gate well, like the, you could with Earth Defense Force. In the starting uh, jet you started with, I think there were like eight jets. It could only use three of the power ups. Thought it was six, but you might be right. Six, well, six or eight, whatever. Every how many there were, the first one you get, the Crusader could only get yep. three of the three power-ups. of the power ups, right? And it kind of turned into a little bit of strategy there because it's like some of the power-ups were useless on some of the levels well they were and, and obviously you had to know which ones to use but that's the same thing with our defense force i mean now most everybody would go to the homing because it just makes it mm-hmm. overall more easy yeah but if you if you know what you're coming up against or know what's giving you the most trouble you can pick one that kind of is more tactical to that particular enemy in earth defense force so because of because of the different array of weapons i got earth defense force as my as my best special weapons game followed by un squadron so you would you would have un squadron first and then earth defense force second is that what i'm taking from that yeah man that mega crush is hard to uh it's hard to get over um or just destroys or does heavy damage to everything on the screen. Phalanx was another one that was a very, very surprising with the, the special weapons. It had a pretty good array of special weapons as well. Um, nothing, nothing super, super out there that makes it stand out, but you, you kind of got these as the game went on. These were power, like power up weapons almost. Um, and, but I did distinguish them from special and power up. So, yeah. Um, um, Axelay had some interesting weapons. Again, you start out with three. Right. And I think you end up, you can choose from nine. Up to nine, yes. Um, but but you can only pick, you can only pick three at a time. So basically you got like a, like a low, a medium and a high on, on yeah. those three different weapon types. Now you can go with low and then medium, low on level one, medium on level two and high on level three, or you can do all three high. But here's the thing with Axelay and without knowing what your shot numbers are they're all completely useless because yeah. if you only get one shot with the level three on that first that first weapon and if you don't know that then it's completely useless to you if you don't know the level and everything so uh gradius had some pretty impressive special weapons but you just had to build up your bonuses right and and it was hard to put gradius as my second worst um well i guess it would actually be my third worst when you when you consider axelay because i couldn't get past first level to figure out what the rest of the, what yeah. the rest of the power and that was a problem not knowing how much you had left in them um but and the worst one to me was was super r type because not saying you can't have special weapons again this is one much like axelay where you play through it and it's just it's so hard you you personally don't get the power up so it's hard really to rank that um, but at least with Axelay, you had different weapons you could use in Super R-Type. You just had your regular traditional gun, I believe. All right. 
Okay. Um, power-ups. A little bit different. This is in-game power-ups that make your plane and everything better. Yeah. Well, UN Squadron had some really great um, power-ups. Again, making your the blast coming off your plane. <laughs> I don't want to call it blast radius, but it's like the the width of your, the cone shape of your Yeah, it made it more powerful. You also had that one power-up you get, which would clear the screen. Right. Right, the little astronaut-looking thing. Yeah. I, I I always thought that, that to me, should have been more of an extra life than a screen clear. And to me, it seemed like those screen clear came at, like, the most inopportune time. I don't know if it was 100% RNG, but, yeah, it seemed to be pretty random. Well, and, like, every time it come up, there would be, like, one enemy on the screen. Yeah. Every now, time. I have seen it come up when it was really useful. It's like, oh, thank God, there it is. Um. Again, surprisingly, this this is the little game that could. Phalanx, in my opinion, had the best power-ups. Really? Um, because it it was all throughout the game, and it, it's, it's one of those where if you get a power-up, and it's the first power-up you get, and it's your favorite one, and maybe this is more of a frustrating thing. If you hit the second power-up, it doesn't it gives you the power-up you select. So you can go past that power up if you don't like it and keep the power up you got. But if you hit it not knowing what it is, you might have a crappy power up. And I can't yeah. remember it was Jurassic Park that did that for for SNES. Yeah, you know, yeah, you kept running you across it. Weapons, you right. You run across it and you're like, I don't want this. And you have to turn around and go back and get the I, ones you want. I'll tell you a game that was worse than that was uh Super Ghouls and Goblins. Yes. Because you keep, there, you there, talk about there, a hard game on that. Yeah. Goodness, now, there were some weapons that were great, and then some that if you pick them up, it's like, no, I don't want this. I'm gonna go back to what I wanted. Right. Um, my next one was Gradius. I thought Gradius's power up system was was pretty good. Uh, again, it gives you a that bonus system. Right, you got the bonus system, and you could kind of pick and choose what you wanted. Unfortunately for Gradius, when you died and started over, you lost everything. Absolutely, absolutely. Um. And then from there, I've got Earth Defense Force, which Earth Defense Force was, I don't really remember a whole lot of power-ups in it, to be honest with you. I don't either. Uh, but a whole not having a whole lot of power-ups when you have really good special weapons <laughs> kind of gives you a little bit better advantage than no power-ups and no special right. weapons. So that's why it kind of ranked in, in my, my top three. Uh, Axelay would fall in. Uh, and then UN Squadron. To me, UN Squadron's power-ups. I guess I really didn't think about the screen clear being a power-up. Mm -hmm. um, it it kind of say Yeah, when you say power-up, I think it's something you unlock during the level. Right, right. And uh, you, you could also get stuff that would heal your shield, too. Yes, yes, you could. Uh, and then, uh, again, not bashing it, but just of the, of the six, Super R-Type gets my worst power-up. So I got my worst power-up and my my worst uh special weapons so <laughs> kind of tells you what you're, what you're getting you're getting a super hard game there like i said this right. isn't a bash this is if you enjoy difficult games our type's probably going to be your your jam uh we've already done difficulty let's let's get into some other stuff let's get into the music and the visuals uh on the music what would you say had the best music you and sound Squadron. effects okay Right, easily see we're we're in agreement on i that. love that soundtrack all right and then what would, what would if you had to pick a second what would be your second um 
you know, the rest of them kind of run together a little bit. Well, and that's Earth kinda, Defense Force had really good music. Well, see, I've got Earth Defense Force as my second worst of, of the five that we really? did. Now, it's hard for me well, to throw Axel in there without playing if them If you're talking about music, it was hard to pay attention to the music. I, I did for UN Squadron, but I've got the most experience with it. But if you take into account other stuff like sound effects, then yeah, I would put Earth Defense Force a little further back. Right. Because that, that like, shot sound got mm-hmm. really annoying really quickly. Right. And and see, I think that the Axel A game would, would kind of fall in there too. So it would probably be my bottom three. Uh, my bottom three would be uh, Gradius, Earth Defense Force, and Axel A in no particular order. Uh, I actually had Gradius as the worst sounding game mm-hmm. out of the original five. And then my best three would be UN Squadron, uh, Phalanx, and and uh, See, thought, Super R Type. I thought actually I had some pretty good music. It didn't have bad music, but if you're doing music and sound effects, yeah, that's true. You know, it's kind of the same thing because you got a lot of the repeat with the gun, the gun sound, or however you want to call it. I, I guess that's kind of the same with all of them, but when you run out of weapons and you have to use that one <laughs> weapon all the time, it's hard to, it's hard to really say, Hey, this has got the best sound effects. Uh, visuals. Oh, here we go. All yeah, right. This is cause, cause I think it's also well documented that I love the visuals from the 16 bit era. Oh, Oh, hundred percent. Lo- love the background. What, what is it? What is it about life? that 16 bit era that I don't know. Does man. it just scream nostalgia for us? I, th- I think it is. I think it's because I look at that and I'm instantly transported back. I actually looked at some pixel art. I need to show you like some 3d pixel art. You can get order from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't need to show you cause one of them might be coming up for your birthday present. But anyway, <laughs> uh, and it, it's just, I, I'm, Maybe it's because it's nostalgia for me, but I'm just drawn to that. But it, it looks great. It still holds up to this day. But here's the thing. When you get to certain genres anyway, like your beat-em-ups, all right, Streets of Rage 4 just come out. Mm-hmm. They didn't change it. They went exactly what Streets of Rage 1, 2, and 3 were. It's a side-scrolling beat-em-up, 16-bit. It's just crisper. Well, I'm not gonna say 16 bit. Yeah, it's it not looks, 16 bit. It looks like 16 bit. It's know, just very crisp. Uh, some uh, Jeff actually told me uh, here recently he didn't like the look of Streets of Rage 4. Really? He thought it looked like a flash game. I, I didn't see that. I mean, he, he was talking about not you know the standing still, but in the actual animation. Right. And and I can respect that because it's not the same as the 16 bit. No, no, it's not. But my my point was. There's a lot of callback in certain genres. Oh, the, yeah. new, the new Ninja Turtle game is getting ready to come out. It's a callback. It is. To 16-bit era. But Streets of Rage 4 is a little more <clears throat> drawn than pixelated. Okay. I guess. So, I mean, I, I thought it looked good, but I can see his point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. oh, sure. I just, I don't know. Like I said, I, I think that beat em up and even the shoot em ups uh, gosh, is it Heavy Weapon that's on Xbox 360? I believe that's it. Where you're a tank, yeah, and it's a lot like UN Squadron. It's a side scrolling. You in it in the background. It's got one mile to enemy, two miles to enemy, whatever, and you're just going through there and you're shooting. To me, that works. Mm-hmm. It, again, it's not 16 bit, but it look it reminds you a lot of 16 bit, and maybe that's why we're so drawn to these games because it is nostalgia, like you said. Yeah. But I think that that style fits. You know. It's no longer a side scrolling. It's, it's no longer a shoot 'em up if you make it 3D. And it, you're right. And it, and it kind of, like I said, it holds up better. I mean, if you look at a Street Fighter or a Mortal Kombat on Super Nintendo, 
It looks like Mortal Kombat 2 looks better to me than Mortal Kombat 4. Okay. The more 3D polygon. Sure. Feel. Sure. And it's just, I don't know, pixel. Well, pixels, well there was a mo motion capture nice. too. Yeah. There's a lot of motion capture in those as well. But not not Batman Forever <laughs> uh, motion capture. <laughs> oh, no, there you go. That, that, that's when you could. Uh, that, there's a line there. There, there. Yeah. yeah, there's a line there when it's really good and it was when it's really bad. But when they when they made full use of the parallax background and, and the pixels and stuff, it just it looks fantastic. The colors, even something like that one game I brought over. I can't remember the name of it. But I just got that was so terrible. Even that game looks good. Yeah. Like some of the stuff on it. So, but in terms of visuals, um, this to me is going to be the hardest to do because absolutely. they all bring a little bit different aspect, a little different viewpoint. You know, I, I had these rankings before I saw Axel A. And I know we didn't get to the side scrolling part of Axel A, but that, that, top down and then the way they did you know the sphere you know the kind of the horizon there yeah i thought they did a really good job from a visual standpoint on mm -hmm. that one uh and then the fact that you can go from top down to side scrolling and then back again that, that's a whole new element imagine if you could change that during each level oh wow that would be I don't know if they had the technology. Uh, the I, I wouldn't that would, think that they could do that to where you you could pick it, but that would be super. That, that'd that'd be something else. There. That would be. Um, as far as visuals, Axley is is great, but man, again, something about UN Squadron. See, I've got of the of the five before I saw Axley, I would give I would have given. UN Squadron, the the night on the visuals, um, and, and it was simple. Again, it was the most grounded game. Nothing super crazy, but that one level where you're in the clouds and there's a storm happening it looks great. Yeah, uh, we saw the parts where you go underground. Uh, the desert level had that kind of that shimmer mm -hmm. to it. Mm -hmm. uh, just just looks fantastic. Now Axelay looks amazing. Um, the 3D parts where you got the islands down below you in the water. Yep. Uh, and, and then the side-scrolling parts that I saw looked fantastic as well. Uh, Earth Defense Force looked great. And, and something else with these with these 16-bit uh, games, the colors. Now, I've talked about before, the color palette just works. Right, because they, they, they didn't have everything that you have now. They, they did the best job they could have with what they had. And by gosh, it was amazing. But phalanx that first level did something that kind of blew my mind a little bit well you're coming through the clouds well and yeah everything. you start out above the clouds you're fighting and you start working your way down through the clouds and you get below and there's a city and the city looked fantastic as yeah. far as the the i know it's just a an illusion of three dimensions but it looked that's really parallax. good sure right and it was and unfortunately there weren't a whole lot there weren't a there wasn't a lot more from Phalanx that matched that right. visually to me, but just that first level is very impressive. Yes. So of the, of those original five, I had UN squadron and then Phalanx as my top two. I don't know where I'd throw Axelay in there. I don't know if I'd throw it as my number two, you know, behind UN squadron or as my number three behind Phalanx. But the three of those really stood out more right 
than to me personally than Earth Defense Force Gradius and R Type because all three of those, those last three were strictly side scrollers. Start here, go here. Not a whole lot with with the parallax. Gradius really was kind of rough to well, me because it's like you're going through space and you've got a desert above and below you, and then you move on. It's an ocean above and below you, and then like a uh, a, a forest. It's like these areas are just borders. Right. You're not actually there. You're still in space. And uh, it doesn't hard. fit. Right. It, it just doesn't fit because you know everything's supposed to be in space, but here we are. You know, yeah. we're in the ocean. It's why, out there. Why, but, is, why is there water above me and below me? I mean, there might be an explanation for it. Maybe a halo. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Super R type was really basic. I mean, a little like you were flying in front of a like a Windows 95 screensaver. Yeah, because, and I don't know if it's necessarily, you know, our solar system, but you can see planets in the background. We don't have that many planets in our solar system. <laughs> well, I mean, I just, I saw the ones, you know, that kind of look like Saturn and, you know, the big one kind of looked like Jupiter and, and, and things like that. But it's just, it was a very basic planet background. Yeah. And not a whole lot to it. Right. Whereas when you look at the other ones and they put a lot of effort into how it looked. Yeah. So you, you so really appreciate that. For sure. My, my top five. Uh, UN Squadron would have to be number one, and I think another thing that kind of goes that kind of goes unnoticed with some of this is the is the enemy style, yeah, uh, or not the enemy, but even the boss style. Mm-hmm. To me, UN Squadron because of the diversity that it had with, again, you know, you had the submarine, you had um, uh, the the tank mm-hmm. there at the at the first level, you had the battleship, you know, and we watched some of this. And one of the things that we that we're kind of missing on, especially that UN Squadron. Cause we had called it like, Oh, it looks like they're flying through a cave. Well, it turns out they were in a Valley, but then the next level, they actually went into the cave. Yeah. And it showed like you were going into the side of this mountain. And then once you got, you know, a couple of frames past, it would show you this cutaway, like, Hey, we're going to remove the side so you can see in it. And it's just a neat, a neat concept. I thought. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, where I guess that enemy base was down in the ground where it was kind of cut at yeah, that 45. Yeah. Right, uh, which which was the one that become kind of like a platformer? Was that? It was towards the end. It was like the enemy, the enemy base. It was no, that it wasn't. Oh, oh, I know what you mean. Uh, a lot of them actually. It was Axelay, was it not? Uh, Axelay did, I think. Uh, well, Earth Defense UN Force Squadron did. Became a little bit of where it's it looked like, like a platformer. Were, yeah, it looked like one. I mean, you're not actually platforming, but yeah, it looked almost like hey, you could see Sonic run by in a little bit. Yeah, and I thought it was Axelay maybe that had that. Uh, a a I, lot of I can't them remember. had it. Um, that's where you're having the dodge stuff. Uh, Axelay did have a lot of it. Worst, worst boss. I mean, and, and I don't want to necessarily go through all of them, but I do. I just want to bring this one up because I remember it had to have been Gradius. It it looked like, and I made this comment. It looked like Captain Keys, just sitting there with with the flow. Oh, it looked like yeah, it looked like an ant line, right? Um, and then it, it's funny too because, of course, using the rewind feature, I actually played and beat uh, Gradius, the original, on SNES on or NES online on the Switch. And for whatever reason, I think we've said this before, Nintendo at that time had a conniption about the brain because it was a brain that you had to fight <laughs> so you know it's to me there wasn't a whole lot i mean there's some differences but there wasn't a whole lot of difference between gradius one and gradius three yeah and and i know gradius one you can play on nes online and this one 
maybe it'll get there. I don't know. I did notice one thing though. Um, the Konami games. Yeah. The Konami games, they had a very distinctive sound where it kept, I kept getting flashbacks to turtles Four. some of just some of the same, some of the musical sounds, probably what they did it on. And and it, and then that could be it. So, all right. So let's wrap this up. Overall, overall, overall. This is it. All right. So this is the one that everybody's showed up here. Everybody wants to wants to hear. And and I think it's going to be unanimous. What was the best game of the six? Uh, best games UN Squadron. Right. So I did mine in a point system with you know five being the best, one being the worst tallied them all up and running away with it was you and squadron for me from the restart, the box art, the music, the weapons, the power ups, visuals, gameplay. Yeah. Well, just overall, it was a solid game. And yeah. like I said, I really, and it's the easiest of the six. Well, too. I appreciate the diversity of the levels. I mean, none of them felt the same. You never felt like you were in the same spot all the time. Uh, the fact that you could take them at your own pace or, or, or whichever order you wanted to. Right. Uh, you could upgrade your jets. You had multiple characters to choose from. You had all these cool uh, special weapons to use. Sure. And you had to, you know, make tactical decisions on them. Uh, we didn't even talk about the level where you're fighting the three stealth fighters. as like a squadron. Right. Star and, Wolf. And <laughs> we so, kept calling it Star Wolf. Yeah, Star Wolf. And so it, it was It was just a lot of cool stuff it offered you. And, and I agree. I to me, that was that was the best uh, that was the best game of 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 the five, and then obviously of the six as well. So that one was easy. The one that's going to be a little harder. What what's your what's your second best one? I'm going to go with Earth Defense Force. See, I mean, that, that's I, I, where I, I went say, as well. I want to say I, so much of me wants to say actually right, but I can't because I haven't got past the first friggin' boss. <laughs> And that's kind of where I where I fall into it as well. Earth Defense Force feel, is easy enough to where you can get a, a little ways into it and say, "Man, if I tried this weapon, how would it do?" Or yeah, I feel I want to like, play this because it's you know I know I can do it. I just got to find the right thing. Axelay, not so much because you get a lot of cheap deaths with. Well, like, I feel like if I had more time with Axelay and actually played it more it would move up the list. See, I, as far as overall, I don't think that it would for me. I just, I, I just don't. I, I like the fact that it changes perspective a lot. And you now, I do love that. I do love that. You didn't watch the, uh, the I giant did. worm on the lava world that I saw. No, I didn't. I, I didn't. Like, oh, that's cool. Uh, I, I watched through the first couple levels of it. And then I was trying to do some more research on some other ones. So, so yeah, so our, our top two, we, we've got, we've got the same. Um, so we got the top two, your bottom two, what would you say is the worst? Let's say worst, your least favorite. Yeah, overall. least favorite. Uh, super hard time, and See, it, and a lot of that goes to the difficulty, and and that's where I've got I've got it as as the not highest of all six of yeah. these. Look, if I if if you gave me these six games and said here play one, I'm going to go to UN Squadron first. I'm going to go to Super R Top last. Right. Well, that not only that, but if you look at if you have no history of it, you know, and that's why we got a box art rating. Um, if you had no history of it and just said, okay, you get to pick one of these, one of these six to play. Um, I, I've got our top as of the original five that we were going to do. I've got it as my number two to pick. Well, our top feels like a game you play through as an accomplishment rather than to have fun. Yes. 
Yes. It it's is. like, I beat Super R-Type. That's like, holy crap. Yeah, wow, that guy's a good, that guy's checked, good at video games. I put a check mark on a box, whereas UN Squadron is like, I really have fun with this game. I want to play it. Sure, sure. Uh, and then your second least favorite of this? Uh, it's probably going to go to uh, Gradius 3. See, and, and I'm I'm exact same. So our top two and our bottom two are the same. That's going to leave Phalanx and uh, Axelay as our middle to me, when you start getting to those middle ones, you can kind of flip flop them. Uh, do you have one that you prefer? Um, between Axley and Phalanx, and I'm I'm gonna give Phalanx the advantage here simply because I I played it more. <laughs> well, and and, like I said, and that's I want, fair. I want to like Axley more, but my gosh, today's the first day I've ever played it. Yes, and that's something I want to spend more time with. Like like we said. This was originally just going to be five games, and this was something we threw in at the end. So maybe it's not too fair to Axelay, but at the same time, holy gosh, it's hard. Yeah, and I, I think I would agree with you. I think I enjoyed uh, Phalanx more than I did Axelay, and that, to me, is the reason why it's going to get that that number four slot for me. So for you Clint. Mean, which one's getting number four? Axelay. Axelay, okay, yeah. So, so for Clint, he's got UN Squadron. Earth Defense Force, Phalanx, uh, Axel-A, Gradius 3, and Super R-Type. Uh, the same for me. And that's the exact same for you. And like yeah. I said, we went through these in different ways. Like ha the way Hammy rated them was, was, was different. How he scored them was different. But at the end of the day, we came back pretty much with the same well it wasn't pretty much it was the exact same. So now if you if I knew nothing about these games and you just showed me you know, handed me these six games, says, here, pick one. I can guarantee you that Phalanx would be the last one I would play. Oh, absolutely. And that's, and that's the, that, honestly, Phalanx is the whole reason we had a box art ranking. Yeah. Just because we wanted to bring that up and, and, and talk about it a little bit. Cause I asked Hammy which one was the best one. He says, I don't know. They all look pretty good. You know, I think you said UN squad, but of course, that's, you know, looking at it through UN squadron colored glasses. Too. Yeah. Well, I don't know. As far as back, box art, EDF and Axley are on up there for me. Yeah. Well, but, but UN Squadron, uh, I, I probably would put it behind Axley and EDF, even though I do like the Top Gun look. They they have the action shots that just scream, play this game. You know? <laughs> well, uh, if anybody else has played these games, uh, let us know what you think. Um, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be the same ranking, but just at least let us know what you what you thought of it. Uh, if you hear this episode six months from now, still let us know. We'd love to hear yeah. uh, from people that went back and, and listened to some older episodes. And, you know, this episode might be new to you. So absolutely hit us up. And, and if you and uh, like this style, you know, if you've got some a certain genre you want us to check out, because, you know, there, there are several games that are, eerily similar <laughs> on uh not just super nintendo but all the other ones well i mean you if you take a whole entire thing and just in in we flip this a little bit and you went beat them up yeah beat them up so oh got, my gosh you got the ninja turtles games you've got, got final fight you got final fight you've got streets of rage i mean there's a ton of beat em up games so i mean you could probably and that's the thing that that i worry about doing episodes like this where where's that cutoff is it i mean is it with weapons is it well is it games where you pick up weapons i mean because you could throw double dragon in there as a beat-em-up and even though it's not 
graphically going to be the same. How do you, is it going to be eight bit beat em up? Well, 16 I mean, bit it's like this. The, the, these were chosen, uh, you know, I, I, I actually took a little care in choosing these and it would be the same with the beat em ups. We would actually, you know, look through and. But see, how do you compare, how do you compare a beat em up? Okay. And, I, and I'll give you, you can on certain games, you can compare a beat em up of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Hyperstone Heist to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4. Not exactly the same game, but for the most part, it is. Okay. Okay. But how can you compare a something that is exclusive to one system to something else that's exclusive for another system? You couldn't. You, you and would see, have, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Same. We're going to have to split. I don't want to say split hairs, but you'd have to categorize them a certain way in order to do more episodes like and this. And I don't think you could put like a like Robocop and Spawn in the same vein as like a, um, like a Final Fight. Right, because you could take, and we talked about it earlier. You could take Batman Returns for for Super Nintendo. To me, that would compare to Final Fight. Okay, my book, Maximum Carnage. Maximum Carnage, not so much. See, I mean, there's there's certain aspects that makes it in one category versus another, and we'll and we'll, we'll get into that. But yeah, if you like this, it'd let be us a case know. by case. I mean, you can't put a single. Uh, precedent on them right it has to be case by case right you know you have to look at them until you get something similar maybe five or six games right and and that's what i was going to say i would probably limit this between four and six i mean i I mean there are a ton of other shoot 'em ups the only reason axelay is on this list because it fit honestly well because of the side scrolling parts because you had you know you've got some shoot 'em ups that are primarily top down that Mm -hmm. i left off on purpose right um, and even still, actually, still, in my mind, has a little bit of an asterisk by it. But then you take stuff like uh, like Desert Strike, yeah, know, and that's an isometric view, right? Or you know, different games of that, you know, like Hold on, Desert Star Strike Fox. isn't isometric, is it? Yeah, I it's kind of it like a down. weird. It's like a weird angle. Okay, it's, it's not top down. Okay, but yeah, you have to uh. You have to go through and find stuff that they're similar enough. And it's kind of strange that all these games kind of came out around the same time yeah. and they hold up. Well, that was one thing that we commented on as well yeah. as well. I mean, Holy crap. These are great games are hard. You know, they're fun to play even today. I mean, mm-hmm. and they all come out really. I mean, you even said it, the super Nintendo came out in 91. Mm-hmm. These were 91 and 92 games. So, I mean, this is like really strong opening for, for the Super Nintendo. It really yeah, was. Yeah, which is unheard of now. Oh, absolutely. Oh, gosh, Switch, as great as it is, had like two games at launch. Well. Which one of them happened to be Breath of the Wild. Well, and, and that helps. <laughs> yeah. The other one was called like One Two Switch. And it's, no one remembers that. <laughs> well, the uh, we we talked about something a little earlier that I wanted to come back to, and that was knowing the game and knowing how to play it because you've played it so much. I'm experiencing a little bit of that. Um, I'm finally getting back around to trying to complete uh, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Mm -hmm. I'm so close. I'm this close. And y'all can't see me, but my finger and thumb are probably an inch away from each other. I'm very close to completing that game. I've run through it, and I have realized I have forgotten. I have not found a lot of stuff. Yeah. 
And there's there's little tidbits here and there that you just have to know. And I'm not going to lie. I'm using a, a little bit of a guide where I get stuck, but I'm trying to do it on my own as much as I can. Um, but like, yeah, this is one of those games that I don't want to say that you won't forget it because, I mean, it's just impossible. You have so much new stuff you're putting inside of your mind that you kind of forget about some of the old stuff. But this will be another one I would like to come go right back and play again. Yeah, and see how much you remember. Yeah. Right. So uh, slowly but surely, I'm I'm getting there with uh, with the Zeldas, and I'm I'm really thinking that Breath of the Wild is going to be the third, well, the fourth Zelda game that I play. Needs to be. Uh, you know, you outside of, unless we get Zelda 35, and I can play Ocarina or Ocarina. 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 No, what the heck, Ocarina? <laughs> what have you done? All right, so something you said actually made me think about these games we played. If you play one, you know the basics of the next one. They're yes. all basically the same. Yes, they are. They are. Now, obviously, the weapons behave a little differently. And the buttons might be different, but... For the most part, it's you either hold it down or, ta- or tap it a lot. And, and see, that was one of the things we didn't really talk about either. There was some... What was it... Because I didn't write it down. I don't was remember. It what? Did you just blow a trumpet? Yeah, a little bit. I was trying to remember which game was it that you could hold the button down and then it you wouldn't squadron. shoot. Okay. Like you hold it down and it shoots for a while and it stops. So right. I, I tapped it on that game. Okay. Um, That's a weird feature. Like it either, was. either make it, you know, semi-automatic or don't, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know the right answer to that, but... There was, and, and you're right, it was UN Squadron where we were talking about how it'd be, you know, just if you're going to make it where you hold the button down and it just shoots the whole entire time, don't make it where after a little while it stops shooting because that's asinine. It's redundant. Uh-huh. So, yeah. um, anything else? Um, not really. Just, uh, what was, what's today? The 20th? Uh, no. Yeah, today's it the is 20th. the 20th. So here in eleven days, you won't be able it's, to play Mario Thirty Five anymore. It is eight minutes till the twenty first. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I don't know if I've actually talked about it on the podcast. I updated Maze's Switch the other day and downloaded that. I've had a lot of fun with that. Well, we've got eleven days to have fun with it. Um, for whatever reason, Nintendo said they're going to time gate it. Well, same with the uh, Super Mario Three D All Stars. You can't buy it after. You can't buy it in the e shop. Now, I'm sure people still have copies. They're not going to send the copies back oh, yeah. to Nintendo. Yeah, good luck going on eBay and finding that for anywhere close to the actual price. Oh, well, that's that's the price gougers, and that's a whole episode of this podcast and a whole rant by Amy. Maybe we'll do that just for the rant. But, rant from everyone. Um, but, yeah, I've had a lot of fun with I think it's a neat concept. Uh, you're playing the original Mario Brothers, and every time you kill a Goomba or a Koopa, um, it sends it to an enemy screen and you can either pick the end. Well, take that back. You're playing against 35 other people and every Goomba or Cooper, you kill, you are sending to one of those other 34 players. So literally they could be going through world one dash one and encounter Bowser. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, you don't play the game from one dash one through eight dash four or whatever it is. You play one through, you know, you can play it that way. Absolutely. But, like, you know, a lot of us, we used to go through the warp zones and stuff. 
you get to a warp zone, you get to warp back to whatever world you want to so, of the three that are there. So you know the guy that beat the game in like 10 minutes, the speedrunner? Yes. yes. I wonder how he would fare on that. Uh, I don't know because here's the thing. When you start out, you've got 35 actual seconds. And for every enemy you kill, you'll get three seconds. But for every enemy you kill with a fireball, you only get one second. But you max out at 400 seconds. Oh, man. So you could go. You could literally just play. If you could get lucky enough, you could play any com- a combination of 1-1 and 1-2 over and over. And that's what a lot of people, that's the strategy. Because it's like he gets to Bowser so quick. Everyone else is fighting Bowser. It's like, what, what happened? How did this happen? So like some people, they'll go, I, I, guess, I think it's 1-4 where you encounter the first world castle and end up going against Bowser. Well, if that person that if you are playing and you beat Bowser, it will put a Bowser to whoever you want it to go to or whoever it's scheduled to go to. So literally in World One Dash One, I encountered a Bowser, and I went around him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't have a firepower or whatever to uh, to get to to, to kill him to send Not him today, to somebody Dragon. else. So I just went past him. But uh, you know how when you get to the Mario one and the music speeds up, it goes dun 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 dun, dun and the music starts speeding up. Yeah. Once you get, I think, to the last five players, it does that. So your regular countdown becomes a super fast countdown. Huh. So that's how they get you, you know, going with that. It's not necessarily you, you know, getting killed by an enemy or falling into a hole. That in itself kind of weeds the people out. You start getting with some of these good players. It's really who has the most time running down. I watched one the other day. Um, a guy was doing a live stream and he was going against his buddy, and it just it was one second different, literally. And he became he was the last one standing, had one second before because he was like, Man, I'm about to die. And he had his buddy on on the game chat or whatever as he was going, or whatever they were using, I guess maybe phones or something, but Discord probably. Probably. Anyway, he was going, Yeah, man, you're gonna win this one. It's like, no, I don't know. I've only got so much time left. He's well, I've only got so much time left. And it's just going by and they're just they just basically stop and they both just wait for the counter to come down and, and the one guy had one second more than the other guy. So I don't know why they're getting rid of that. That's just that's that's just that's a tell for another day. Well, I mean, think about the concepts just using that that you could do. I mean, you could take I don't know exactly how you parlay that into a Zelda. Maybe the well, same thing. Well, they got thing. Tetris 99. But they've saying. got Tetris 99, and I've had a lot of fun with that. But, I, man, I, there's some really good Tetris players out I don't think there. you could with a Zelda. It's just a whole different thing. I think you could if you just did dungeons. You just did dungeons? I you got do you. The original dun- you do the original Zelda. Everybody starts with one dungeon, and you go from dungeon one through dungeon eight or whatever it is, nine or ten, whatever it is. Anyway... And every time you kill an enemy, it goes to whatever screen. So then that might, that person may have instead of six enemies to kill in that that Walk area. Walk the front door. There's Ganon, right? Or the three headed dragon person, or the hand. Yeah, yeah, the hands always with the hands. So I don't know. It'd be it's interesting. I, I think you know you could do that with a, a, a Ninja Turtles an old Ninja Turtles game. Assuming they got the rights, you could. You could do that with almost anything. I mean, that I think it's just a Banky good way Kong. for people. Yeah, I think it'd be just a good way for people to uh, to play against each other. It gives you a new challenge because it's really given new life to the original Super Mario Brothers. Super yeah, Mario Brothers, Mario. So anyway, that's that's pretty much all I've got. Um, we do have a game coming next week. We're gonna save it for just in case purposes. 
Uh, we are going to the beach next week. Uh, the family. I'm not. Well, I am going to the beach next week with my family. Um, we should be back by Friday. That should give us plenty of time to review the game that we have docked, but we're not going to spoil that just in case we have to call an audible. So, uh, I guess that pretty much does it. You got anything else? As you know, nope. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thanks everybody for joining in again. Leave us a like and a comment. Um, haven't gotten a comment on uh, Apple for a long time. Jeremy was the last comment we had on Apple. Uh, so We're I'd like Apple? to. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Apple podcast. Cool. Hey, this stupid Xbox is about to download. It's about to update. We finally got through four gigabytes in just under two hours. Wow. So. Man, gotta love that. Gotta love that high speed internet. High speed Alabama internet. So. Um, yeah, leave us a like, comment, whatnot, interact with us on Twitter. Again, that's the best way to get in touch with us. If you're enjoying the show, let us know. If you're hating the show, let us know. Anything we can do to improve, we would love to do so. If you've made it this long through this uh, this atrocious episode that we call the Ham and Spam experience each and every episode, then God love you, and we appreciate you. All right. All right. We'll see you next time.